Shalom Ubracha, we are up to Moyed Koton Daf Zion. Today's Daf talks about Tseida on Cholamoid, trapping animals, building fences on Cholamoid. Then we shift into a new Mishnah which discusses a Kayin inspecting, diagnosing Negoim for Taras on Cholamoid, which leads us into a fascinating discussion about different types of Taras, the different seclusions which a Matsura is subject to and the halachas pertaining to each one of those seclusions. So first we have a mission at the end of Avama Bez which tells us that you are allowed to trap all sorts of rodents from your vineyard and your grain field on Cholamoid and during Shemitah. The Chachamim say you're only allowed to trap them in a orchard but not in a granary, in a grain field. The only way you are allowed to trap in a stelavan, in a grain field, is shaloikadarko. You trap them in a funny way, which the Gemara is going to explain. The second note that the Mishnah makes is that you are allowed to close up breaches in a wall on Cholamayid, and on Shemitah, you are allowed to build a wall normally. Now the Gemara says that there was a rodent that the Mishnah mentioned called an, called Ishois, that you're allowed to trap on Cholamayid. What is this Ishois? Have you heard the... Uh, the Rav Huda says that it's a type of a creature that doesn't have eyes. And the Gemara brings a Pasuk to prove this. Now the Gemara brings a Bryce so that says you're allowed to trap all these rodents in your grain field and uh, in your orchard on Shabbos, like our Tanakama, uh, on Cholamite, and you are allowed to destroy ant holes. Now how do you get rid of these ant populations? Rav Shem Gamliel says you have to bring dirt from far away, foreign dirt and when you put that into the ant hole, it throws them off and they end up strangling each other. Ravimir says that this dirt has to be brought from the other side of a river that has no connection to where you are. There can't be any bridge, any planks, or any little rickety rope bridges. And it has to be a parsa away. Taisa says that as long as it's a parsa away, then it doesn't need all of these other obstacles, the river and the bridges. Now, if Yehuda said that you are allowed to trap rodents in an orchard, but not in a grain field. And a grain field has to be done shalikadarkai. So the normal way to get rid of these rodents is to dig a hole in the ground and put a trap down. The shalikadarkai way is to bang these spits into the ground to cause a little earthquake which makes the dirt crumble down onto them. Now there's a price that says there of Shman ben Elazar holds that when it comes to a grain field, we only said that you have to kill the rodents in a strange way when this field is near a city. But if the grain is near an orchard, then you're allowed to kill the rodents in the grain field normally because maybe they'll get out and go to the trees and ruin the trees and then we're talking about a Hafsid Gadol. That you're allowed to take care of on Cholamoid. Next time Mishnah told us that you're allowed to fix breaches in a wall on Cholamoid. How are you allowed to fix it? Rabbi Yosef says you can stuff it up with all sorts of branches and twigs. We have a Bryce that tells us you're allowed to pile up bricks to close up the hole, but you're just not allowed to cement them. Rav Chista makes a note about fixing fences on Cholamoid, and he says that this whole sugya about putting up a makeshift repair is only on the wall of a garden. But if it's the wall of your chatzar, that you're allowed to fix normally. 
Over here, there could be a hefset godel. If people get in, they can steal all your stuff. So the Gemara tries bringing a raya from a tesefto that says that if there's a wall that's leaning over into a shusarabim and it's toppling, you're allowed to destroy it and rebuild it. This way it won't land on anyone. It's very dangerous. This is a raya to Rav who said that by a chotzer wall, you're allowed to fix that. The Gemara says, that's not really a raya over there. There was a sakana. In fact, you could ask this as a kasha. Over there, you're allowed to fix it because it's sakana. But when it's not sakana, the chavr, you can't fix it. That's a kasha and revchista. Revchista would answer. Why are you allowed to fix it over there? Over there, you knock it down and you rebuild it. But over here, you're only building it. You're not knocking it down. So even if with, when there's no sakana, you're allowed to build, you just can't destroy and rebuild Noose over there in the Tesefta, why not just say, knock it down, it's a Sakana, so knock it down. You don't have to build it up. Nah, because if you tell, if I, if, I, if I come over to you and I say, hey, look, you have a wall by your huts, it's endangering the public, knock it down. Oh, no, thank you. But if I told you, knock it down and rebuild it, then this way you don't have to go the entire rest of your yamta without a wall. Ravashi brings a raya from a Mishnah that says you're allowed to build a wall normally on Shemitah. Now, what's this wall talking about? Where is this wall? If it's talking about the wall of a chacha, that's obvious. Over here you have it. You have a sakana, and you have a uh, not necessarily sakana, but you have a big hefsid potential. Elamai, we're talking about a garden wall, and even though it looks like you're just trying to protect your vegetables, the Mishnah said, "Befeirish, you're allowed to build this wall by a garden, 100% normally." Shmami no, that the whole the whole sugi in our Mishnah is talking about the wall of a chacha. Now here's where our sugya starts getting fun. We have a brand new Mishnah that tells us Rav Meir holds that you are allowed to look at the coin. It's allowed to inspect Negoim for Tsaras on Cholomoid to be mekel, to matir the Metzaira, to tell him that he's Tahar, but not Lahachemir. You can't say that this Nega is Tsaras and that he's Tomei. The Chachamim say you're not allowed to do either one. You can't be mekel or Machemir. The Ran explains that if the coin comes in and he looks at it, and he doesn't say tar, and he doesn't say anything. That's still going to ruin this guy's Simchas Yomtev. The whole history here is that if I come in on Cholamoid, there's a mitzvah of a Semach Tvechagecho. And the coin's going to come in and say, Tome. Aha, that's not so gushmak. But the Chachamim hold that if, I, if the coin comes in and he looks at it and he says, eh, mm, mm, I can't tell you now, I'll tell you after Yomtev. That's also going to ruin his Simchas Yomtev because he knows that he's a Metzairah and that just the coin can't tell him. Now when it comes to Metzairah, there, there's a number of things that can happen. The guy has a white splotch on his body, so he shows it to the Kayin. If it doesn't have the simonim of Tzaras, but it looks like Tzaras, it just doesn't have the hears required, then the Kayin puts him in seclusion for seven days to see what happens. If at the end of seven days it gets smaller or nothing happens, and there's no simonim of Tzaras, then the Kayin comes in after seven days and says, Tahar. If at the end of these seven days it gets bigger or the Simonim show up, then the Koyan is going to say Tome. If at the end of seven days nothing happens, then he goes in for another seven days. Okay, now that being said, our Gemara brings a Brisa that says basically what our Mishnah says, except for that we have the same Rev Meir who says that he can that the Koyan can check Lahakil but not Lahachmir. And instead of the Chachamim, it says Rabbi Yoisi holds, you can't, the Koyan can't check for a kula or a chumrah. Because if it's not a kula, it's automatically a chumrah. Right? By not saying tohar, he's saying tome. Now, Rebbe comes in and he says, I, gonna, I hold like Rev Meir that you could do it lakula bimusgar, which means in those first seven days, 
the Kohen can come and inspect. And he could tell him, Tahar, which will give him some Yamtiv. He just can't tell him Tomei, because that's going to ruin his Yamtiv. And I hold like Rabbi Yoisi, that he, the Kohen can't inspect at all by a Mukhlot. Because by a Mukhlot, even if he's Tahar, the Mitzvah still can't have Tashmish. So whether he tells him Tahar or Tomei, it's still going to ruin his Yamtiv. Now Rava comes in and he says, if a guy shows up for the first time with some Tzaras, so as of now he's Tahar, everyone agrees the Kohen should not look at him because no matter what he says, it's not going to bring him Simchas Yamtiv. Now he's a free man. If it's the Hesker Rishon, those first seven days of quarantine, everyone agrees that the Kohen should come and look at him. If it's Tahar, great. If it's Tomei, Enechanami won't be good, but two out of three he'll be happy with because if the guy has to stay for another seven days. He's already in jail. So that won't ruin his Simchas Yomtev. So for two out of three, we're going to let the Kayim check. Where is the Machloikes? Says Rava. In those second seven days that he's locked up. Rabbi Meir holds that you are allowed to check Litara l- 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 because it's up to the Kayim to decide whether, whether it's Tara or Tameh. If it's Tahar, he'll tell him. If it's Tomei, he won't tell him. But according to the Chachamim, if the Koyan sees that he's Tomei, he has to declare it Tomei. It's not up to the Koyan to decide to wait to make him Tomei after Yom Tif. That's why the Koyan shouldn't go in and check at all. Now, we quote Rebbe, who says that I hold like Rav Yoisi, that he could check by a Mukhlat, and Rav Meir, that he... Rav Yoisi says you can't check at all, and I hold like Rav Meir that says you could check Lekula, by Muskar by those first seven days. Ah, we learned Rebbe exactly the opposite. It's Mechlekes Tanoim. Whether this guy would rather spend time with his friends or whether this guy would rather spend time with his wife. Because if he'd rather spend time with his wife, whether he says Tomei or Tar, he'll be okay. Because in those second seven days he's allowed to be with his wife, he doesn't have any of his friends because he's outside of the Gimel Machanois. But it won't stare at Simchas Yamtiv. But if you hold that a person would rather be within the Machane, then you should go in and give him a Psak. Why? Because if he's Tomei, he's already in jail. Things aren't getting any worse. And if he's Tahar, then he could go back into the camp, even though he's not going to be able to be with his wife anymore like he was during the second seven days. But now he could be back into the Machane because he's Tahar. And the Gemara brings a, a Brisa that tells us that one, when he's a mukhlat in those second set of seven days, he is mutter betash meshamita. From the pasuk of Ayeshim in Chutz Oholoi Shivas Yomim, the first seven days he's also betash meshamita. We know that Oyel is referring to one's wife. From the pasuk of Lechem or Lehem Shuvu Lechem LeOyel Lechem. If Yehuda over here learns that only the first seven days he's also, but after that he's not. For Chiluta he's mutter. Rabbi Yosef, where Yehuda learns that if the for the first seven days he's Osir, Kavachoymer for the second set of seven days he's Osir. And Rabbi was done this machlek is in front of Rebbe, and he said that Yusum, the person Yusum, was born to Uziyahu. He was conceived during Chilutai, when Uzio was in his second set of seven days, and Rebbe was asking him, he says, yeah, because the second set, set of seven days, is Motor Batashmish. What's Mechlekes? Rebbe Yehuda and Rebbe Yehuda, 
See, basically, Yehuda holds that when the Torah tells you it's usher, for the first seven days, if he's going to be stuck in jail for another seven days, Kava Choymer, his Taras is, is at least as bad as it was in the beginning. As opposed to Rabbi Yehuda, who's going to say, look, the Torah says seven days he's usher, seven days he's usher, and not more than seven days. Only what the Torah answered. We always try, always try finding heterim by Hilchas uh, Nida. We're not machmer on shalom bias. So now the Gemara says that we see that it's all up to the Kayan. He can decide whether to be mitame or not, or to wait. And we have a Brisa that says that there are some days when the Kayan comes to look at the Taras, and some days that he won't. When's he not going to? When, when there's a chasen who has Taras. We give him seven days of Shavabrachas before checking it to see if it's Tomei. So to on Yomtif, we give him seven days of Yomtif, according to Yehuda. You see, that's up to the Kayin to push off when to be a Metama, the Taras, when to inspect it. Rebbe says, I don't even need that, that, that Pasuk. We have a Beferish Pasuk that tells us, that before donning the Taras on a house, you clear out the house, which means you wait to don it to get all of his stuff out so that nothing in there will become Tomei. Now, if that's just for stuff, calls again that you can push off donning it for a mitzvah for, for, the, for the, the material to be with his wife. What's the nafkamino? Between these two psukim, whether we're going to learn it from Yoim Harois or when we're going to learn from the, from the bias. Well, Abayas says they just learn it out from different psukim. Rova says that if it's a devour shus, if it's not a mitzvah, that's going to be a nafkamino between them. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.